What ho, podcast pals, and a nervous and rather sad-eyed welcome to Discontent Provider, the podcast that may not have long left. Ah, the anxiety and the sorrowful cast of the eye is is a given, of course, at least for my colleague here. I, I don't know if it's the pressure of his duties as the world's greatest lurcher that prevent young Arkham from enjoying the unbridled merriment that is common to many dogs, or if he possesses some ancient canine wisdom that has convinced him that merriment, even bridled merriment, is a misplaced and wasteful extravagance in our weary old world, but he's never been what you'd call a boisterously cheerful lad. So much for his reserved and slightly doleful demeanour then. Mine is a little more mutable, of course. As unlike Arkham, I, being human, or reasonable facsimile thereof, have recourse to sophisticated, mood-elevating measures that occasionally bring about at least the temporary illusion of good cheer. You know the sort of thing. Positive thinking exercises, breathing, uh, protective rationalisation, and, should they fail, as eight times out of ten they do, bouts of problematic binge drinking. Not an ideal solution, some might say, but given that in 52 years I've never been found hanging from a shower rod, I'd tell those negative Nellies to fuck off out of it, before pointing out that they're my best friends, that I've always loved them, and then dissolving into tearful incoherence. This week, however, none of these tried and tested methods are working, and the outlook for the continuation of this audio venture seems bleak at best. Now... I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, it's the song at the end, isn't it? Bless him. He's not a particularly strong or inventive guitarist, so coming up with an insightful ditty every week's doing him in. Well, I'm not saying for a moment that there isn't an element of truth to that. Once I've played all the riffs I know in all the different major keys, I'll pretty much be reduced to doing parody versions of public domain songs with uninspired lyrics. So, She'll Be Coming Round the Mountain will become an excoriating condemnation of the baffling attitude of superiority affected by James Cleverly. Again, not ideal, uh, but I think I can live with it. After all, one assumes that the cats and kittens who go on the Now Show seem to be able to sleep at night, so, uh, yeah. No... It's not the musical aspect of this farrago that is the cause for concern. Rather, it's the rise of the machine scenario made horrifyingly plausible by this chat GPT AI thing that's taking the interweb by storm. I I mean to say, what's the point of all this, really? Why bother knocking out my pan, doing a reasonable amount of research each week, straining my increasingly knackered grey cells for the odd bon mot or searing item of scatological invective if all you, as a consumer, have to do is ask a chatbot to conjure up 15 minutes of blather about a topic that could have been written by Saki on a bender. No, it's concerning is what it is, but I suppose I'll plod on. Other people manage to keep on keeping on with the grim shadow of tech-born obsolescence hovering over their shoulder, so I might as well give it a go. After all, there's always the vague hope that somebody out there will always prefer to experience artificial intelligence in the form of a few few, uh, polysyllables and a quasi-cultured accent rather than as a bundle of algorithms playing semantic roulette. As ever, we shall see. And fortunately, this unwonted orgy of self-indulgent... a contemplation has led me rather neatly to the topic of another tiresome exponent of flamboyant bullshittery who pretends to be far cleverer than he is. 
Uh, admittedly, a robot might have done it more neatly, but uh, I'll take whatever my consciousness can belch forth at the moment. Yes, it's been a big few days for Boris Johnson. The erstwhile PM was this week, and in his honour, I'll borrow from the archaic jargon of the public school set, hauled up before the beak and being given frightful beans. Well, he might be given frightful beans anyway. Apparently the Damoclean sword of the Commons Privileges Committee takes a terribly long time to fall, so the outcome isn't expected to be finalised until early summer. Now, this seems par for the course, given that the opposition first moved that Johnson's alleged breaches of coronavirus lockdown rules should be investigated by the committee 11 months ago, and the process didn't even begin until June of last year, on the ground that they couldn't really move forward uh, until the old bill had finished their own inquiries into the matter. Well, that's fair enough, I suppose, but even so, it's dragging on a bit, ain't it? Due process... Uh, be the suspected malefactor an habitual criminal with an established history of moral degeneracy or somebody not in politics should never be rushed or half-assed. But given the essential simplicity of the issue, viz, did the tubby-tousled darling of the right tell Parliament a massive whopper or didn't he? Uh, that's pretty clear-cut stuff. Things seem to be progressing with all the verve and snap of a glacier whose doctor has advised it that it ought to be taking things easy. I'll admit at this point that I couldn't bring myself to sit through the entirety of Bodger's grilling. As you know, I'd already done an entire budget last week, so I thought I was entitled to skimp a little on the forensic scrutiny stuff. By all accounts though, the clips that were doing the rounds were uh, fairly uh, representative of the experience as a whole. The boy twitched, blustered, stuttered and grandstanded his way through a lengthy interview in which it was hard to tell who was being the most pompous and hair-splitting. You see, to my mind, the whole thing seems rather futile. Little more than a show trial, really. There is no dispute that Mr Johnson's conduct was exceptionally crass, insensitive and hypocritical, nor do even his most ardent supporters, and he still has them, it appears, uh, make too much effort to defend him beyond offering half-hearted platitudes like he wasn't the only one doing it or it's time we moved on. Now, these may or may not be valid points. Anecdotally, I should add that while Arkham and I were enjoying our state-mandated socially distanced exercise, we saw many garden parties going on in our rural rounds. Uh, but you'd think that his resignation, his almost belligerent non-apology, and what have you, ought to pretty much have put the tin hat on the subject by now. So is there really any point in dragging it out anymore? The worst outcome that the former PM can face is, as I understand it, being suspended from Parliament and being deselected by his constituency. Now, seeing that the idea of his mounting a spectacular Napoleonic return from exile seems to exist only in the deluded minds of a handful of political colleagues, and that he's already cleaning up on the after-dinner speaking circuit for disgraced lying cunts to an extent that would make Tony Blair blush if the fuck stump were capable of shame, which he doesn't seem to be, what does it matter? He'll either slouch about on the back benches for another ten years or so, bothering anyone who will listen to him like a maudlin drunk going on about his bitch of an ex-wife at chucking out time, or he'll move into some lucrative sinecure in private life, emerging now and then to spout vengeful nonsense, a quasi-political flying Dutchman somewhat akin to Nigel Farage. So ultimately, who cares? In a broader sense... It's not about Boris Johnson and his career so much as it is about Parliament attempting 
as it always does, to use pomp and procedure to launder its public image in order to maintain an increasingly threadbare reputation. It's about something being seen to be done by an institution that is as flawed as any other and just as keen to big itself up when somebody's caught with their dick in the jam. But even then, even then, said institution's reluctance to admit any fallibility or anything else that might make people wonder why they allow themselves to be governed by 650 random bods whose only real skill lies in saying the right thing at local party meetings makes this whole thing a nonsense even as they prepare to, eventually, bring down the hammer on Boris. Yeah, that's right, I've changed metaphors midstream. It's now a hammer, not a, uh, not a sword. Uh, the committee are reduced to insane levels of petty distinction and cheese pairing in order to salvage something of the notion that a parliamentarian isn't capable of acting too dishonourably. It might look awfully important on their paperwork, but I'm pretty sure that to most people, lying to Parliament recklessly because they were in a hurry or didn't think it through properly, isn't really much less of a dick move than lying on purpose with malice aforethought. In some ways, it could be seen as being even worse. Not only is the net result the same, after all, to wit, a steaming pile of ordure laid on the dispatch box, but it wasn't even laid there competently. If we accept the notion that politicians are more or less expected to snow the electorate with blizzards of falsehood and fraud, and centuries of political discourse leads us to believe that we do, albeit grudgingly, accept that, we can at least expect them to be good at it. In fact, we should expect them to be good at it. God knows they've had enough practice. So, on the grounds that Johnson might have been guilty of hubris-born idiocy rather than outright dishonesty, this interminable and costly charade is being played out until the bitter end. And, lest we forget, his legal fees are, as I understand it, being paid for by taxpayers, many of whom don't qualify for legal aid. Why? Because it looks bad for Parliament if the official record shows that an out-and-out shit once held the highest office in the land, even though, unofficially, that much will be painfully obvious and the verdict, the unofficial verdict of history. And we're seeing this, Mark you, in the same week that we're seeing what happens when another institution hasn't been allowed to mark their own homework. Here, of course, I refer to the Casey report into the customs and practice and culture of the Metropolitan Police Force. I'm sure that you'll have caught the gist of it, so let's not dwell upon the petty details of what Sikh officers being uh, forcibly shaved by colleagues, institutional racism, sexism and homophobia, or a weird, aggressively toxic boys' club culture wherein pretty much anything short of using the corpses of murder victims to put on puppet shows is excused as harmless bants, uh, things only condoned by the truly psychotic. So let, let's agree on that to save time, if nothing else. The point of Baroness Casey's report is not so much any of the shocking details of malpractice it unearthed, nor even the strongly expressed recommendations it made to counter them. The point is that it exists, that it happened. Now, now how the Met moves on from here remains to be seen. I have to say, I, I can't really see it being disbanded, because that would be a logistical nightmare, and render uh, London even more of a lawless hellhole than exists in the most lurid imagination of the most credulous Daily Mail reader. But it's clear that something, in all honesty, many somethings, have to be done if the force is to re-establish the face of the public necessitated by the notion of policing by content. Consent, sorry, not content. 
And I'm sure you'll join me in hoping, perhaps not very optimistically, that improvements will be made. Even if they aren't, we will have an official record available to all of just how royally the spiritual descendants of Reg Hollis and Jack Regan have fucked up. That is the key difference between a genuinely uh, independent inquiry carried out by outsiders and the sort of secretive nod and wink procedures carried out by Parliament regarding one of their own. You know, I rather fancy that I made a similar observation a month or two back about another topic. But that's the problem with this sort of thing. It's hard to keep it fresh and original when you're sifting the same old stinking shit week after week. But onwards, ever onwards we go. Right, Arkham? So we'll rejoin you next week for another noseful of uh, putrescence. And keep on doing so, I suppose, until our inevitable replacement by chat GPT. Uh, now I come to think of it, you'll be all right, my lad. While an automated AI system can cull its information from reputable media sources and express opinions that are wholly its own and should be used for entertainment purposes only, just as easily as the Silver Fox can, it will be an eternity before any dash chatbot can replace a black and white dog. Cheerio! yourself at home we'll try to be gentle we're on the same team so no one's too judgmental there's a code of mutual exceptionalism so you won't end up bankrupt and you won't go to prison but you fucked up so we've got to do something it won't be much it won't be much it could easily have been one of us we'll use a gentle touch a gentle touch People look to us for hope and for guidance More importantly we look to them for our finance So no one here wants to cut your throat It's in everybody's interest not to rock the boat Did you cheat a little on your expenses? Did a new bell choir boy drive you out of your senses? Were inside a trading laws a costly drag? Did you do a sloppy job of fitting up some slag? We've all been there, we all understand It's not like you're a prol or some penniless tramp But we're giving the impression of a firm hand So take your telling off, you delightful scamp People look to us for hope and for guidance More importantly, we look to them for finance No one here wants to cut your throat It's in everybody's interest not to rock the boat Hearing is in session, no more pissing about There won't be any cosy deals or talking things out We've got a dose of hemlock right here in this cup 
drain every last drop and shut the fuck up We're doing the right thing in the public's name You're up to your neck in it, up to your neck We're not one of you, we won't play your game Shit just got real, bitch, it just got real People look to somebody to clean up your slime So come out of your stones, it's judgment time Forget single throats, it's time for wholesale slaughter If that's what it takes to make you act like you ought to